we feel you could benefit from and what you may need. We're going to start the show on a high note. And when I say high, I mean the highest of high. We talking chronic, baby, but maybe we should just say lit. I don't know. I just be making up shit. Odie, do your thing. So, good morning. Um, yeah, we, we have been talking about Wendy Williams all week. Um, yeah. in our in our group chat, and the hammer of justice on her husband Kevin Hunter has finally come down. Uh, Wendy has finally filed for divorce. Um, a lot of people have been wondering what the hell took her so long, uh, especially as news of his baby uh, that he had with another woman surfaced. So. You know, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, girl, like, if not now, then when? Like, when should you leave him? And I'm just like, I already know that that's not exactly how that works. Like, you really, that's a whole process. Um, but I always, I, I did suspect that it was all a matter of timing, and I'm not surprised to see that she filed for divorce. Um, yeah, basically, she, she ended up filing for divorce because her husband be cheating on her, has been cheating on her for at least 10 years with a woman by the name of Sharina something. I can't remember. Sharina Hudson. Sharina Hudson. And, um, yeah, they. Uh, it seems like he's been, I think he knew it was coming as well because all of a sudden this week we saw him, like they really are some like I don't give a fuck shit. They, they just be out and about together. Um, and they were like in a Rolls Royce and he was picking her up, and then he just bought her some, like, really nice car, like, a, not a Lamborghini, but something like that, um, something fast and something luxurious. Um, and she looks like she's blown up, too. Like, she stopped wearing, like, um, in the clip that Mercedes sent us, you could see, like, the before and after, before she would be wearing, like, sweats and no makeup. And now all of a sudden, like, she has these expensive bags and, like, her wardrobe stepped up. I don't know if he just figured, like, I'm going to just blow through the money because I know I'm about to, <laughs> she's going to divorce me. But it just seems, like, really, really, really disrespectful to be spending this woman's money, hard-earned money on your side chick. Yeah. Do you think that she did it basically bowing down to public pressure? Like, if she was, like, behind the scenes and nobody really was on her like that, you think she would have stayed? Um, I mean, for what I understand, this guy's been fucking up since day one. Violence towards her and everything. I think that discretion really, really matters, especially for a person like Wendy. Um, as somebody, too, who used to watch the show um, and things that she would talk about, I, I know that she would talk about marriage like it like, divorce as, as a failure. Like, she just right. didn't want to be divorced. Like, I know that that 
that does bother her. She feels like she's failing. Um, and, you know, this woman didn't just pop up overnight. I think it really does matter. Discretion did matter. And then once he stopped being discreet, and then once there was a baby as evidence of the indiscretion, she couldn't ignore it anymore. It, it was like, okay, nigga, like, it was one thing when you was just embarrassing me behind the door, you know, behind closed doors, but now you're out here embarrassing me and the brand in public, you know, because how can right. Wendy Williams get up there? Because at the end of the show, towards the end of her show, she has a segment, Ask Wendy, and mm. she's definitely told women to leave their dudes for, you know, shit like this. Um, but she's also said, and, uh, you know, it doesn't have to end a relationship, but um, she's definitely encouraged women to leave their men for less. I'll say that. So, you know, you can't that. get up there on your soapbox and, and say. And be a hypocrite, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got all this going on and you sticking around. And not yeah. only that, you being the subject of your own hot topic because how are you going to give everybody else's dirt up and then you got some of the biggest, most scandalous dirt on the out there for a celebrity currently, and you mum on your shit. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy to me. I know, yeah. it's, I know and people revel in it. They're like, ah, ha, 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 because she's so, it's, it's like she's so, I don't want to say hateful. I guess we could go with a version of petty. And then there's like when the shoe's on the other foot, it's like, ah, now how does it feel? Yeah. You know the song. And it's sad, really. Yeah. I remember she used to make people so mad. I remember there was an incident, it was many years ago, when um, Naughty by Nature put out a new album and it didn't do well, and Wendy Williams was dragging her on. When this back when she was still on uh, Hot 97, I think, and she was dragging Tretch to the point where Tretch came from New Jersey and tried to get in the Hot 97 office to, to get at Wendy. Like, she has that ability to make people mad, and there are some people, and then I agree with you, there are some people who are, like, now that she's going through stuff that they're not sympathetic. So, you, I mean, the ladies on The View were very sympathetic. You know, they had a, they talked about it on, on one of their segments. And even, even Megan McCain, who, I, who is as is, is, is worthless as they come, even she had some supporting words to say for Wendy Williams and her situation. But a lot of the a lot of people from, you know, from back in the day, they're not going to be as sympathetic. And that's, and that's an understatement. Um. Interestingly enough, Megan McCain was about to get her ass beat by Joey Behar this week. I did see that look. Oh, <laughs> I really wish that would have happened. I really wish that would have happened. Because you know Megan McCain had a fight in her life. <laughs> I, I, saw it, I saw it on Kev on stage page. Uh, all I know is I saw, like, the comments. I, never, I don't watch The View, but I do see, like, those viral clips. And yep. Joy really did blank out. She like, and then Whoopi was talking to her, and she said, "I'm sorry, I forgot what I was saying." Ah, <laughs> uh, she was seeing she was red after that. I've I've been there. I was like, "Yo, like, like I don't think Megan realizes how close to like danger she really was." <laughs> it's that she couldn't recognize death when it's sitting five feet away from her. You know what I mean? You was about to get yourself hurt. Joy was point two seconds away. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, with, as far as Wendy is concerned, um, I do think that she was being strategic though, because um, at the top of her show when she does hot topics, I honestly pictured Wendy giving advice um, 
giving advice through the TV. Like, I've seen her when other celebrities are going through stuff, and she talks to them, and she says, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to hatch a plan, you know, get a da-da-da, like, get a private investigator, take those kids, and do da-da-da-da-da. And she'll actually, like, lay out very kind of detailed plans as if she's thought about this shit for herself. So I pictured her saying, okay, wait till the baby comes, and then you serve him with divorce papers in a dramatic way because that's how Wendy rolls. Um, and I've always, like, just seen herself giving advice and going through with serving the divorce papers the way that she allegedly did. So uh, apparently, you know, she knew that Kevin was going to be upset, so she hired extra security. And the way she served him or had the process server serve him was, like, with a gift. Gave him a gift box, just kind of blindsided him. Gave, I guess, you know, Kevin had no indication that, she would go through with this divorce. Um, so I do think he was genuinely surprised. But um, the process server gave him a box with a bow on it and then the, just said, you've been served. <laughs> who's gonna, I mean, who's not going to open a box like a gift? You know what I mean? So, and especially the way he's been going through money, he probably thought that it was a gift for himself. He probably thought he ordered something. He's like, did I order something? Well, okay, I guess I did. <laughs> basically, basically, and got served in the process. So uh, I do wonder too, like what his nineteen, what their nineteen-year-old kid is doing, little Kevin. Um, <sighs> school is about to be out soon, and you know summer's coming. So like, unless he has a summer job wherever he's in college, I mean, he'll be coming back home soon. Um. But Wendy, when she was on the show, she would always talk like, I just remember hearing her kind of glamorize living in the city. And she said, like, when she would be done with the show, she would live in the city and get a convertible, like get a condo and get a convertible. But the way she always described that, I always pictured that as, like, a a single woman or a divorcee. It never sounded like a married woman with a husband. You know what I mean? Like, that is, like, the picture she painted I think she knew then that she was gonna, like she, her and Kevin weren't going to be together forever. Yeah. But 20, 20 years is a long time to get married, and I just feel like no judge in their right mind is going to um, split half of that fortune. I mean, he'll get some money, but not half. Not half. Not with yeah. the baby. Not, not under those circumstances. I mean, and, and <laughs> like this, I mean... <laughs> Put it like this, we all thought George Zimmerman and, and uh, Casey Anthony were going to prison. So all I could say is that anything is possible. So it's improbable that he'll get that, but it's not impossible. Because, you know, the, the, the court system is just all types of screwed up, you know. And that was before Trump put all of his goons in, in the pact with the what, courts. What throws, me, what throws me about the whole thing is, like, how is this something worthy of the FBI's attention? You know what I mean? Oh, the FBI's involved. I'm sorry, maybe I misunderstood. I thought we were talking about the lady who um, um, bribed her, for her daughters to get in college. What, what, what are we talking about? Oh, no, no, no. Look, look uh, Laurie Laughlin? Oh, yeah, no, no, not her. No, Casey Anthony was the one who uh, who killed her baby and buried it someplace. Yeah. Oh, that girl in Florida. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, what is he doing now? I I, I, I dropped the phone. I was I had a, a cop was talking to me about something. Yeah, I keep on. I, I have no clue what she's doing now, and, and it's because she's playing it smart and just trying to keep a low profile, you know, because she knows that you know her name's going to generate a lot of got off. I mean, it was just so obvious. I don't know how if it was any inkling. I just I just hate how the courts cater to whites and not cater to, and not be a fair and adjusted for blacks. So there's no way in the world that we if you and I know she murdered that baby, why can't they figure it out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That's why they got so mad about the OJ thing. They're like, hey, that's our thing. Guilty people getting off. We get away with that. He's not with that guy from, um, who was the guy from Matlock? Was it the guy from Matlock? It was one of the, um, no, the dude, the dude that was on, uh, on, on Beretta. The one that, the one that, uh. Yeah, he got away with murdering his girlfriend or wife or whatever she was. And it's like, yeah, that's our shit. You can't do what we do. You're not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were like, you owe us for OJ, so we'll let Beretta go free. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. All the blacks that's been killed by cops, we're gonna let all them go free. Come on, man. Let's not let's not do this. My mood was kind of good today. Let's not. Let's just... <laughs> no, I, yeah, let, let's let's not go that route. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. Well, good luck, to Wendy Williams. Ultimately, uh, definitely far from over. Um. Yeah, my other thing I wanted to talk about this week that was just on my timeline is Nipsey Hussle's funeral. I I definitely appreciate like how much the community supported him um, and supported his family. His funeral was on Thursday, I think. Yeah, it was on Thursday. And um, yeah, just rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't even I, know this cat. I mean, I knew him in passing. I knew him, man. I heard of him. I didn't really listen to his yeah. music. I would have never imagined the impact this cat had. And then it all comes out after. We have to give people their flowers while they're here. We have well, like, to acknowledge their movements exactly. while they're here. You know what I'm saying? We have Nipsey Hustles in our own cities that we need to get behind and, and, and help them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Agreed. But you know what? It doesn't get publicized enough, I think, when, when good things happen, when people do good you know, we don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not I saying we. I'm not saying the press doesn't. Um, Nipsey Hussle, though, he was featured on the local news a lot. The local news knew who he was. His local yes. community knew who he was. But, and then it just got amplified after his death. So it got amplified beyond the local community because he was featured on the news. And um, that's why people are able to show documentation, show history. So we do have them, and they're getting featured on a local basis. But then, you know, because he died, it just spread throughout. Um, so it was like if you didn't know before, now you definitely know. Yeah, people one was of trying things. to compare his death to the death of Tupac and the impact. And it said, it said Tupac, he talked about revolution. Nipsey actually implemented it. Right. Exactly. He it's a marathon. And that wasn't mine. One, that was something I saw on me. No, that's not mine. I didn't make that up. So let me just make, one, put that out One baton to the next. One baton. Mm-hmm. One, right. one person has the baton. The next person actually. So then that's the what next. It is. But Tupac person. himself spoke about that. He'll be the spark to start a revolution. He never said he would start the revolution. I remember him yep. saying that. Yep. So. And it's all got to start. It's all got to start someplace, you know. What's the old saying? The longest step of a thousand mile march is the first one, you know. Because I mean, it's not it's not easy to do, you know. Mm-hmm. To, to do what Nipsey to do what Nipsey did is not easy, you know. Right. 
Right. From the bottom. He's a true story of from the bottom. Now we're here. That should have been. He should have been featured on the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But I th- I think a lot of a lot more of that stuff needs to be national news. Like every year they have this thing uh, in uh, Davos, right? Which is basically mm-hmm. just a, a, a billionaire circle jerk, where all these billionaires get together and pat themselves on the back and say, "Hey, look, we're solving problems." And there was a, a economist, I think he was from, uh, I think he was Dutch, and he basically they invited him to Davos and he basically just called them out. And he was like, "If you're not doing anything other than." Uh, taxation, like raising taxes, uh, you're not doing anything really. Because now, for someone like Nipsey, it has a much bigger impact on uh, local neighborhoods. So for stuff like that, I support it wholeheartedly. Because you have people who are getting a chance to do honest work who might not get that chance coming out of prison or just being black, you know, who might not get those opportunities to earn honest money. Because people want to earn honest money. I mean, there are some people, let's face it, there are some people who are born criminals, but we're talking about a small segment of the population. A lot of people become criminals because their situations become untenable. So when they talk about illegal immigrants, right, and then, you know, not waiting and, you know, like, well, they should do it the right way. And I get that, but at the same time, if you're in a situation where there's no opportunities in your country, you may have to speed things up a bit. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people got a lot of opportunities because of Nipsey, you know. And I, you know, I, I feel bad that I didn't know about all of his great work until after he died. You know, so I, I think a lot more of that stuff needs to be publicized nationally, not just not just on the local mm-hmm. news. But people are too busy looking for scandals and stuff like that to fill the new slots. And there's so many people doing good that are just not getting the recognition that they deserve, you know? So I think that's something that needs to change with the media because unfortunately the media is too busy worrying about ratings and not worrying about their content because all news can't be bad. There's always, there's, you know, I just found out Warwick Dunn who used to be a running back for, uh, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for many years, and he does a lot of work. I think he's, I want to say he's from uh, Louisiana, and I think he did a lot of local work helping people out with housing and stuff like that. So there's a lot of, of, you know, people who give back to their communities after they make it. And we, and then we just don't know about it because, you know, everybody caring, everybody worried about, you know, um, Khloe Kardashian's ass, you know, we don't even know, I don't even know about Khloe Kardashian's ass because, first of all, it's hideous, and second of all, porn is free. So, well, I... Speaking <laughs> of the Kardashians, uh, interestingly enough, Kim decided that she's going to take the bar in 2022. Now, her, her dad's a lawyer, right? Wasn't he one of the lawyers in the OJ case? Yeah, yeah. hmm um, Robert, what's his name? Like, what's his name, Robert, too? Anyway, he, he was. I I do know that. Like, yes, the dad was, and he was. Um, he wasn't the. He wasn't actually a criminal attorney, but that's who O.J. Simpson went to when he was in trouble, and he was just like, I can't help. He was like, I can't help you. Like, this ain't my shit. But he actually did help put together the dream team that got O.J. off, and um, 
and when I say office, then like for killing Nicole Brown Simpson because we know OJ went went to jail eventually. Um, but yeah, for the for the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson, uh, he was responsible for getting that team put together. And yeah, she. But actually, Kim Kardashian has been doing a lot of shit. I see. I think I see where she's going with this. Um, but that's and considering like how how many she's helped a few black people get out of jail, uh, get out of prison. So hopefully that's what she'll be applying some of her learnings to. Um, but she she has used her influence to get people who have wrong people who have been wrongly imprisoned out of jail. Um, so I I can't be mad at this. Like I. I do wish her the best of luck. I really wish that she would have, um, the only thing is I wish she would have done is just do it instead of, like, announcing it. Because two years from now, uh, you know, it it could be one of two things. If she changes her mind, then it could be, like, oh, like, that's why you failed. You know what I mean? Like, there are people rooting for her to fail. So it's like, I I don't want to give energy to those people because I know that she can do great things as an attorney. See what I'm saying? So, like, that that makes me a little nervous. Um, I do wish her luck, though. I do wish her luck because I'm sure she'll do great things. I, I, I look at it like this. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, though, but, like, as you go on this journey, Kim Kardashian, who's not listening, ma'am, please don't talk anymore about stealing and shoplifting and shit. Because, like, right after that announcement, she went on social media and tried to talk about how her and Chloe stole some sunglasses out of a store, some really expensive sunglasses. Man, what the fuck? Nobody asked you. Like, you didn't have to admit that. And then we know that you had money, so it's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, girl, what? Now, did she say that they did it recently or as kids? I don't know when they did it, but it wasn't a funny story at all. Like, you shouldn't talk about that. Like, she was laughing about it when she told it. So it's like, what? Nah. Well, I, I, I look at it like this with her becoming a lawyer, right? At least when it comes to the, to the I mean, if it's not like, it's not getting into college where, like, I mean, it's not like Kim is not a multimillionaire, but it's not like college where it's like, all right, well, somebody can just get you in. You pass that bar exam, you have to pass the bar exam yourself, you know? Right. No, no one can take the bar exam for you. And, if they, and, and it's probably something where you'd be easily caught doing it. You know, it's not like the SATs where you can just pay some pay some schmuck to take it for you, you know. So if she does pass the bar exam, at least I will know that she did it on her own. Yeah, her dad might have helped her study, but, you know, p- people get help studying all the time for all their tests. You know, people pay tutors to help them with their tests. So at least I know that when she's in there taking that bar exam that she did it on her own, you know, and that's not something that she could just buy. Like, you know, like like Blue mentioned, the um, Laurie Laughlin and then um, – What's her name? Uh, the chick from uh, Desperate Housewives. Like they pleaded guilty in their case, you know. Uh, yeah, Felicity Huffman. Yeah. So basically, uh, I, you know, I'm not a fan of Kim Kardashian as a social media person, but I am a fan of Kim Kardashian and her her activism. So I do indeed wish her. Uh, all the best. I wish you luck, and and I hope that if she does decide to pursue this full time, you know, it's not just some rich person hobby that 
that she's good at it and that she helps people. So, yeah. But, but anyway. <laughs> oh, do you uh, you had anything else before I before I start ridding my mouth? Nope, I don't have any. Oh, oh yeah, one one other quick thing. Sure. So this is like in reference to. I knew I meant to talk about this. This is where I was going with that. I gotta stop smoking. Uh, so <laughs> one of the biggest fallouts this week after Nipsey passed away was the the comments made by none other than Kodak Black. Kodak Black, if you've ever seen I don't, I feel like he would have been a character on um, Boondock, or like he could easily be incorporated yes. in the Boondock now. Um, he's just a caricature and just a fucking mess to look at. Has some, he actually has some pretty good music, so I'm not going to shade his music, but... Um, uh, I, I, I agree to disagree on the music part, but go on. <laughs> he uh, got on his live this week and put up a video where he was talking about how he would um, fuck with Lauren London. And he said that and Lauren London is Nipsey Hussle's widow or longtime partner. Right. Um, and... He was just, like, saying some shit, like, oh, I'll get her, like, two years or whatever, and then, you know, basically, like, I'm going to shoot my shot kind of thing. Like, she, she just needs two years to mourn, and I'm there. First of all, nobody wants you, sir. But then again, I mean, she, she did have a baby with Lil Wayne, so, you know, I, I won't necessarily put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as taste is concerned, but Lil Wayne don't look like Kodak Black either. Um, as far as, you know, on the scale, as far as the scale is concerned, Wayne well, is definitely far better looking than Kodak Black. But Yeah, but that's not just, saying much, though. That's like saying you have a corpse you pulled out of a river versus a corpse that you pulled out of the ground. You know, it's not really that much of a difference. Cause little okay, Wayne, but if, she likes, if she likes corpses, that ain't none of my business. Right. <laughs> so, um, of course, there was backlash, though, to Kodak's statement <laughs> from a whole lot of ancient niggas. And when I say ancient niggas, I'm talking about T.I. T.I., I'm looking at you, sir. Uh, he was the main one to pipe up talking about how that's disrespectful and this man just died. So you have more disrespect for the dead man than your actual wife in real life, sir. Um, he was the main one just saying, like, oh, I um, I said what I said because Nip would have done the same for me. And, again, sir, like, we've seen you cheat on your wife and disrespect your wife multiple times outside of the boundaries of your marriage. So if you don't respect your wife, why the fuck would anybody else respect your wife? Like, I don't, like, I don't know Nipsey Hussle. I don't know his character enough to say how he would move in that situation. But I'm just like, mm, if you go before if you go before Tiny, please believe Floyd Mayweather is gonna be talking shit. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is gonna be the one consoling your wife, sir. You deal with that. You deal with that. 
And that's in that's in reference to that that fight with Ti and uh, and Floyd Mayweather a couple of years ago. Yeah, Tiny was just in a picture with this dude, and Ti went crazy. I, I I look at it like this with the whole Kodak Black thing, and, and I and I, you know, I try to do some smoke on Twitter. I mean, no one knows who I am on Twitter. I got like a hundred followers, maybe, but um. I tried to throw some smoke in there because I was like, here's the thing, though. When has Kodak Black ever said anything that was profound? Like, I would be almost disappointed if Kodak Black didn't say something stupid in this situation because Kodak Black is not really, uh, uh, he's not really smart. You know, he may be a, I'm not going to say he's a good rapper. I'm going to say he's a rapper. (laughs) You know, that's the best I can say about Kodak Black is that he's a rapper. But I mean... You know, let people mourn. You know, an icon of, of, of that neighborhood went down. Let it, let people mourn. Like you and you know, I mean, if you talking among your friends and you say some dumb shit and it gets out, that's one thing. But you put it on Instagram Live. Yep. Just, you know, and then when rappers started clapping back, he was like, "I don't care about you, old heads and, and shit like that." Like you know, he's a, he was like. I apologize to Lauren London if I offended you, even though I didn't. Well, that's not really an apology now, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then people are just like, you know, people shouldn't be yelling at Kodak Black. They should be trying to help him. And for me, you know me, I'm like, yeah, I'll help him. I'll help him pee blood, mash up them kidneys, man. Like, look, you have to learn how to be a human being. Be a human being for once in your goddamn life. And I don't think he's really capable of that. So he's going to catch he, – he's going he's gonna to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. I mean, put it like this. He didn't even try and apologize until they stopped playing his music. Two radio stations were just like, yeah, well, we're just not going to play Kodak Black stuff anymore. My thing is this, though. Like, no, seriously, like, are we 100% sure that he's not, like, on the – spectrum of, like, faux people. Like, I feel like that is a big part. Like, people try to, like, wash it away and just say, oh, like, it's this generation, it's this generation. No, like, having common sense and having compassion and humanity and empathy and having a filter is not generational. It's really a character thing that either you have or you don't. And I'm not, I'm really not trying to be funny. I think that he is slow. Um, maybe like autistic or something that doesn't pick up social cues. I don't know. Um, I, at least, at least on, on that spectrum, yeah. Like he, where he just doesn't realize that he's being a total dickhole and he's just like, what? You know? And put it like this, I don't know any, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of people from Florida so I can't really say, but I don't know a lot of people who talk like Kodak Black. Like his accent is just trash. Like what the hell? Like I don't know what he. I don't know what he's saying half the time when he's not rapping. You know, because he and it's just like. But I mean, be a human being for once in your life. You know, do. I would love to for Kodak Black to do something where I just be like, huh? I don't like Kodak Black, but that was a good thing that he did. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. So now he can't even go to L.A. because as soon as he touched down to L.A., Cass is going to snatch him up. 
<laughs> so he's pretty which, much. Which is unfortunate, considering like, like Nipsey was trying to bring people together. Yeah. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It's kind of like the opposite of yeah. what Nipsey was trying to build is happening, but. And, and, and put it like this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay if he lets it die down. Because, you know, we have, you know, people have, it's not that, I, I always say that Americans have short memories, you know, and I, I may be wrong about that. It's not that we have short memories, it's just that there's so much going on all the time. So if Kodak just lets this go and stop challenging people, um, then it'll blow over. But he's not doing that. <laughs> he's, right, he's, he's standing in flames. I already forgot about it until you just mentioned his name. So you're right, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, because there's, there's always something going on, and if you just keep your mouth shut, it'll just blow over. And then we can go on to the next thing. You know. No one cares about Kodak Black like that unless he says something stupid. That's the thing. I mean, I looked up his discography. He has a whole shit ton of mixtapes. You know, he don't he don't sell records. Like put it like this: I may not like um, Lil Uzi Vert, but Lil Uzi Vert sells records. You know what I mean? Kodak Black don't sell records like these other cats sell records. So maybe he's using this controversy to to drum up some sales or something like that. I don't know. But no, I mean. When Lil Uzi Vert said he's gonna stop rapping, even Jay Z got involved. I don't think people are getting who's on, who's gonna come to the fence, Trick Daddy. Come on, no one really cares about Kodak Black like that, except for the except for the people who's eating off of him, and that's it. I can see Trick Daddy doing it. Hey, that's my son, dude. That's well, my he, son. Well, he already he already came to his defense. He got uh when they're all ugly together. You know the uglies got to stick together, right? <laughs> The, Morlocks, the Morlocks have to stick together. <laughs> but I remember he came to his defense when um, when uh, Kodak Black was on Ebro's show. And Ebro, off the bat, mentioned his sexual assault case, and Kodak ain't like that, and he walked off. You know, and I remember Trick Daddy, because I remember I made, a, I made a, a comment about Trick Daddy not realizing that he's actually, that he's sick. I forgot. I forgot what Odie told me that he had. Yeah, lupus. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the back because my sister has lupus, and it's it's a horrible debilitating disease. So I'm just like, look. What does he have? Uh, you said you said lupus, right? Odie. Yeah, lupus. Mm-hmm. lupus. Yeah, yeah, and so I was just like, yeah, I. I yeah, lupus that. did that. That's I know a lot of people with lupus and they don't look fucked up like that. No, I mean my my sister has it really bad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it it does. It really yeah. does put you through the ringer. So I, so that's why I was like, all right, I I take all that back. I did not know that he was sick like that. You know. Damn, but, the co-founder of my nonprofit just got diagnosed with lupus. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And, and with all the studying, they know, some research they know. on it. I didn't know the impact it had. Yeah. I didn't know you know it could do all that. Yeah, it, it's it's really bad. I just I just recently watched the um Trick Daddy um what's that girl named Trina video. I don't man. Gotta be about me. Just find me. I'm like that's that's that was hard as fuck, yo. 
<laughs> that was that was that generation's Cardi B and whoever else. <laughs> I got them. Playboy Cardi. Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was on the track with um, "Run the Jewels," but that, that wasn't her. That was uh, "Gangsta Boo." That was on that track. Oh, uh, I haven't heard that one. I don't think. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't one of their singles. It was still. A, it was. It was a good song until Gangsta Boo started rapping. And 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 her verse was and her verse wasn't bad at all. I'm not gonna crack on her verse on that song. I just I was just was just never a gangsta boo fan. The only song I I even remember by Gangsta Boo was where them dollars at, and I sampled it for one of my rap tracks. Yeah, and 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 thanks to that, every time you couldn't go to a party without some girl walking in there like where them dollars at, and I'm just like you're not a stripper, so stop with that. Cause you oh, have free, that money making Monday playlist though. Hold on, let me add that <laughs> on my on my title playlist. Where them dollars at? That's a good one. Where them dollars at? Where them dollars? Yeah, I'm gonna add that. Okay. Well, shit, my get my get amp um, playlist. They don't have that one on there, but they do got um tear the club up and hit a motherfucker. That 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 was my that was my morning wake up. Sometimes this morning it was um Terrence Trent Darby wishing well. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I have not heard that in a while. Mm-hmm. That boy had soul. He did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I got, though. That's all I got. All right. I, I was actually going to... I, I, I've been trying to stay away from the political stuff when we do 360 degrees, you know, to try and keep the tone consistent. But it's hard because there's so much political crap going on, and then I don't really, I don't really do stuff. So it's like the 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 most exciting thing that happened to be this week is that a woman tried to cut me off at the supermarket. That was like, you know, at the at the line at the bakery. That's like the most exciting thing that happened to me this week. But I I, I will say this, right? I've been hearing a lot about. Uh, I try to keep up a little bit with New York politics because I, you know, I'm originally from New York. Yeah. I grew up in New York, so I still try and keep up with New York politics, you know. And one thing New York has a lot of is uh, illegal immigrants. You know, it's a it's a melting pot. So people, and it, it's so densely packed. I mean, Queens is a little tiny borough, and Queens has 2.3 million people in it. So it's easy to blend in in there. <laughs> but um, there was a story coming out of New York. And basically, I don't know how Republicans do it, but all their right-wing crap just comes to the top when you Google something. So it's all the way it goes. It goes Fox News, Breitbart, New York Post, Washington Examiner. Like, all their stories show up first. And I'm like, I don't know. They're like the master of algorithms and, and tags, I guess. I don't know. But it took me a while to find the truth behind this story. So basically... They got their panties in the bunch because the New York legislature, they held up a bill. Now, they didn't kill the bill. I want you to understand that part. The bill is still there. It's just that they just didn't bring it up for a vote. So um, they had a a committee that uh, went through this, and uh, four Democrats jumped ship and voted the bill down. Well, not like I said, not voted it down, but just voted to – not bring it up to the floor for a vote. So this bill was supposed to be for 
Uh, and this is and this is bad storytelling on the Republicans' part. So they're saying the New York budget just came out. Their budget, I think, is like 175 billion dollars for New York, and there's millions of dollars going to. This is how they tell it: millions of dollars going to help illegal immigrants go to school, but um, they won't spend money for for Gold Star families to go to school. That's the bill that they held up a bill that was supposed to help a gold star family. So in other words, a gold star family is basically a family where uh, you had a, a child in the military who died, you know, in, in military service. Then you become a gold star family, right? Now, on its face, if you hear that, you're like, well, but someone like me, right, other people hear that story, they're like, well, the stupid Democrats, I told you they were evil. Donald Trump was right. Democrats are bad. Nah. But someone like me would be like, there's got to be more to this. This can't just be the story, right? So I, I had, to, had to dig through all the, all the sludge to find out what happened. There's already a law on the books in New York that's been there for 10 years where Gold Star families get – so let, let's just say um, – let's just say all of us are siblings, right? And um, our father dies in military service. He was in Afghanistan, and he dies in combat, right? Now, if we wanted to go to college at a – SUNY or, or CUNY, I never know how to pronounce that other one, the C-U-N-Y. C-U-N-Y is City University of New York. SUNY is State University of New York, right? Right. So if I wanted to go to um, one of those schools, they would give me uh, $24,000 a year to go to school, right? And if I wanted to stay on campus and it covered that, it would cover that. You know, I would be uh, – I'd be able to go back to school. Well, we all would, right? If we, if we all wanted to go, we could go, you know? That law's been on the books for 10 years. So the bill that got held, it was held because um, they wanted to expand the bill to people who didn't die in combat. So the current bill is you had to have died in combat in order to benefit from this. They wanted to go ahead and expand it to people who didn't die in combat. So in other words, let's just say you were in a training exercise and you died during a training exercise, right? You wouldn't be eligible for the original bill, you know? So they wanted to, they wanted to expand it. The reason why it was held is because they didn't know what the impact would be on the budget. Now, here's one thing about Republicans I don't like. Well, okay, one thing. <laughs> when it comes to stuff that they want, their whole motto is, let's just do it, and we'll worry about the cost later, right? Anything that they want to do, let's just do it. The cost, we'll worry about that in the future, long after I'm dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's their whole thing. But if it's something that they don't like, then they say, well, how much is it going to cost? Now, if you have a if New York is what the third or fourth biggest state in the union, and their budget is already is already one hundred and seventy five billion dollars, 
right? So the budget's already been done. It's finished. So if you had to put more stress on the budget, now here's the thing. If it was, you know, they just didn't know what the estimate, because they're estimating it's, it's going to affect another 500 people, which is only a few hundred thousand dollars. They could do that, but what if it's more than that? They don't know. So they held the bill so they could reach out to the Department of Defense and find out exactly how many people this bill is going to uh, affect and then make adjustments, you know, after that. But Fox News, um, not, uh, the Washington Examiner, all the right-wing rags just took it and ran with it. Now, the other thing about the, uh, the quote-unquote illegal immigrants who are going to get – and I, I will say this. When it comes to illegal immigrants, I am 100% against illegal immigration. My parents are immigrants, but they, uh, they have their green cards. My father is now a naturalized American citizen. Okay? So I am 100% against illegal immigration. But I am 100% for revamping our immigration system to make it easier for people to come into the country. My father lived in St. Croix for like six years before he was able to come to the United States while he was waiting for all his paperwork to go through. So it wasn't like he just filled out a form and then they were like, yeah, come on in. No, he, he had to grind it out before he can come into, before he can come into the country. It's a long, it's, it's basically the process flows and then there's one part where the process is a huge bottleneck, which is how many people they allow into the country. Then it becomes a bottleneck. Because then you got to wait a long, sometimes a long time. Like I mentioned before, some people don't have that option. I was um, listening to the Slay in the Morning show, mm-hmm. and I just I can't believe, if you're still not following Mike Museverse, I'm going to punch you the next time I see you, because I'm telling you, this guy, like, really, really is great at breaking shit down. And one of the things that he said, though, on the show mm-hmm. was, um, the same, because people were calling in and, like, beefing about, like, oh, but, like, Flint has no water, um, so, like, why are we spending money in this country or whatever to help them establish democracy or whatever the fuck? Um, and, of course, like, he wasn't, like, insinuating that that's okay, but he was saying, like, the whole point of supporting other countries, other nations, is so that they don't feel like they have to flee and come here. So I think it's ironic as fuck, like, because that's something I definitely have never really thought about, but I do think that it's ironic that the same people who are like, y'all ass can't come here, don't want to spend money to keep the people there. So you can't have it both ways. You got to spend money to keep the people there and help them improve their situation, or you can let them come here. Like, which is it? Now, like I said, I am 100% against illegal immigration. I am 100% for revamping our immigration system. I am also 100% pro-refugee. Uh, if you are a refugee and you are in an, untenable, an untenable situation in your country, I welcome you with open arms, especially if you come from a country that we ruined. So all of these people in Central America who are fleeing violence, um, I, I, for one, welcome you. You want to be my neighbor? Be my neighbor. Here. You want a cup of sugar? It's a cup of sugar. We're neighbors now. This, this whole notion of anti-immigration, like I am not anti-immigration because I would be a horrible hypocrite, right? My parents were not citizens when I was born. Just the fact that I was born on U.S. soil made me an automatic citizen. 
So for me to be against immigration, I'd be a hypocritical sack of shit. But, you know, people don't always have the option to do it the right way. I still feel that they need to be treated like human beings. Now, when I saw the bill, uh, well, like I said, I saw it on the, on the headline. Like they're, they're giving uh, illegal immigrants money to go to college. I kind of bristled at that. But, of course, I had to find the information. The money is not just for illegal immigrants. It's for the dreamers. And I am actually 100% pro-dreamer. Okay? For, for those who don't know, the dreamers are basically uh, immigrants, well, illegal immigrants who are affected by President Obama's DREAM Act. I forget what the acronym stands for. But it's basically for people who, for people who came to this country as children, illegally. So their parents brought them in as children. They didn't have a choice in the matter. So Obama made a program to give them a pathway to citizenship. So he was saying, listen, you were here through no fault of your own, so we're going to give you a shot. We'll let you, we'll give you a pathway to citizenship, and we will protect you from deportation. So that money that, that's in that budget is to help the dreamers uh, go to college. So they're not going to go to college, you know, for free, but it's for, uh, for tuition aid. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't tell you that in the Republican story. They just say illegal immigrants. And it, it makes people angry, and then, you know, it makes people reactionary. But then again, some people just have to have the wherewithal to just look at an article like that and see the headline and just think, there's got to be more to this. It can't just be as simple as, okay, we're, we're just going to turn our back on Gold Star families, you know, even though there are people who, Republicans who turned their backs on 9-11 first responders. John Stewart had to shame them, and I mean drag Republicans. He had a show, it was years ago, when they had the Zadroga bill, which was a bill to uh, fund uh, first responders who were getting sick. So when the, when the towers went down, and, and I just found this part out this morning, they didn't report on the air quality after the towers went down because they didn't want people to panic. So when all these first responders were going in, all the ones who didn't have masks, they were breathing in asbestos. They were breathing in ground-up fluorescent lights. You know, they were breathing in all types of horribly toxic materials. And now a lot of them have cancer. So they use these people as props whenever possible. There was an episode of Family Guy that made me laugh when Lois ran for office and her, her whole entire speech was just her saying 9-11 over and over again. So every time I asked a question, she was just like, 9-11, 9-11. And that was her whole speech. And that's how she won. Like they run 9-11 into the ground, but when it comes time to pony up the dough, that's when they say, how much is that going to cost? You know, hypocritical douchebag cocksuckers, all of them. So if you get the full story, you understand it a lot more. If you, listen, if you watch it on Fox News or Washington Examiner or, you know, any of those other right-wing rags, they're not going to tell you the full story because they want you to be mad. They want you to, to react. You know how, like, when you get an a, a, a email – that's um, spam, or it's basically um, 
they want you to click on the link so you can get a virus on your computer. They'll say stuff like, oh, you owe us tax money. Click here to find out how much or something to that effect, something to make you react and say, oh, I don't owe tax money. And you click on the link, and now you got a virus on your computer. That's all these articles are meant to do because they know that their audience doesn't read. So they're not going to read anything more than a paragraph. So if they just put in the title, um, Democrats giving money to, to illegal immigrants but not to Gold Star families, they're not going to read the article and find out that they've already been supporting Gold Star families for 10 fucking years. They're not going to read that part. They're going to go out and tell their friends, hey, Democrats are supporting illegal immigrants and not Gold Star families. And it's effective. Well, it's effective for idiots. It's not effective for people who don't mind reading an article or two to find out more about it. So, it, but, uh, and, and it, it's horrible how effective this sort of thing is. It really is. Because you would figure that after all these years that people would just kind of catch on, you know. But they don't. Put it like this. Ilhan Omar has been getting dragged by um, Democrats and even by some um, – I'm sorry, by Republicans and even some Democrats have been – there was uh, – I don't even remember this dude's name. Somebody rose, some, some asshole Democrat. But I'll talk more about this on Monday because I, I have a lot more to say about it. So, I mean, we're going to be wrapping up soon, so I just want to get this out of the way. But Ilhan Omar was giving a speech at a conference for, uh, I think it's called CARE. Like I said, I don't have my notes in front of me because I'll talk about this more on Monday. But um, she was giving a, a speech, and she mentioned September 11th as uh, something that some people did, something to that effect. I'll have the full stuff on, on Monday. And um, uh, Republicans took it as, oh, she's trying to, to be flippant and minimalize September 11th. What she, the point she was trying to make was that every time a Muslim does something wrong, all Muslims are blamed for it, right? I, I'm going to give you some – now, here's the thing. The first thing you want to think of is, hey, is Ilhan Omar right or is Ilhan Omar wrong about the hate that Muslims receive? And I don't mean hate like people blogging about them. I mean hate as in people attacking them in the streets. Put it like this, even, even Sikhs were getting hurt. Sikhs are not Muslims. That's an entirely different religion. Uh, racists are lazy by nature. Patrice O'Neill joked about it. He was like, Arabs can't work at the airport, and if you're from India, you can't work at the airport either because I can't tell if you're Arab or not. So, so you know what's, you know what's crazy? crazy? It's how many times I've gone we were talking at the beginning of the show about how me and Pam are going to uh, me and Pam are going to Greece or whatever, right? Right. And, oh, I think this is I think this is Mike. We gotta freeze, so we gotta eat. Sir, sir, would you mind? I can't do nothing with it. Mute your mic, man. I only had it three times in my whole life. Yeah. 
Okay. So I think you might have got the memo. Um, but we were talking at the beginning of the show about school degrees. So recently when I booked that trip, I um had to book the return flight because I did like a multi-city type of type of deal. Like I did like one, like flying. I basically booked a bunch of one-way tickets. And right. so to come home, I had to uh, book a flight to book a flight back home from Athens, uh, from Athens to RDU, and I told my mom we were gonna because like the options were pretty much like either gonna be too long, too expensive, or whatever. So I had narrowed it down to either we're gonna stop in Russia, or we're gonna have to stop in Istanbul. Now. Istanbul is a beautiful country. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, Turkey, or it's a beautiful city. And I'm like, okay, like, hmm, even though and it's only a layover, mind you, so it's not like a super long uh, journey where we're going to have a chance to even get off the plane. Like, we're just going to be in the airport. Right. Um, when, I, when I told my mother, who's, you know, a 60-plus-year-old woman who has been affected by the media, she was like, Istanbul, she, she like she immediately went, became on edge because she associates that part of the world with like terrorists, and I'm like, wait, first of all, that's not how that works. But also, I said it was either there or Russia, and frankly, I'm gonna choose the people that are more that are closest to Brown, that look the closest to me as possible. So, no, I was like, yeah, we're absolutely going through Turkey, and and that's that. Will be absolutely fine. I feel safe amongst my own people, but I I just feel like it's unfortunate that that narrative has been told so much or spun so much that even now, like people of color are afraid of people that look like us, and that's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, put it like this, okay? These, these are FBI crime statistics when it comes to um anti-Muslim hate crime incidents, okay? So, in 1996, 97, 98, 99, and 2000, I'm going to read this in the line, the number of incidents that were reported, 27, 28, 21, 32, 28, okay? Now, one is too many, right? So, 28 is still a lot. So 2000, there were 28 incidents. In 2001, the year that September 11th happened, there were 481 incidents. Now, I want you to understand the ramifications of that, okay? September 11th happened in September, right? So you're talking about, so if you look at it like this, if 2000, you had 28 incidents in the whole year, you had 481 incidents that were inspired by September 11th. That means most of those incidents happened in the four months after September 11th. So over 400 incidents of anti-Muslim hate crimes happened in, four, in the span of four months in the United States. And now after that, the average uh, 150 between 130 and 150 incidents between 2002 and 2014. This was an older article, so I, we didn't have the last uh, five years on there, right? But just the fact that the average went from, you know, 25 to 150 is absolutely 
ridiculous. So when you have someone like Ilhan Omar, who is a Muslim American, and you come out and you call her a terrorist, and you take her words out of context, what they're looking for is they're looking for someone to kill her. Because right-wingers will grab their guns for the littlest offenses, even stuff that makes no sense. I always mention the guy when they had the rumor that Hillary Clinton and uh, John Podesta was running a child sex ring out of a pizzeria in its basement. And when people called the cops, they were like, ma'am, the pizzeria doesn't have a basement. So what are you going to do? They putting the kids in the oven? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But a guy actually got his AR-15 and walked into the pizzeria to, to quote-unquote, investigate. Ilhan Omar, and luckily nobody was hurt. I mean, he fired his gun in the pizzeria. Luckily nobody was hurt, and luckily he surrendered to the cops without a fight. But right-wingers are insane, and they get their marching orders from hateful people, and they just go out and they just react. I, Candace Owens, you know, I, I spoke about Candace Owens a little bit, in the last show, but um, I found out something else that she said that the Southern strategy never existed, that it's a myth. You know what disputes her claim? Numbers. The numbers dispute her claim. So I'll, I'll talk more about that on Monday. I, I despise Candace Owens. I hate the fact that people think that she represents black people. Black people are just nothing but commission to her so she can get her checks from Turning Point USA. But just the fact that, you know, people are pouring on this whole thing, like they're calling her a terrorist. They're saying she's a danger to the U.S. because she doesn't fall in line with Israel. And now even her own party, their leadership, that is, doesn't support her. So Bernie Sanders and AOC, they've already voiced their support. Matter of fact, no other presidential candidate supported Ilhan Omar until Bernie Sanders did. And then once Bernie Sanders came out in support of Ilhan Omar, then everybody else was like, uh, me too. I support her too. You know, you know what that's called? It's called leadership. <laughs> but Michael Brooks on, uh, I, think he, I think he was doing because he has his own show, Michael Brooks Show. He basically said something that I agree with. Any Democrat who does not stand with Ilhan Omar should be primaried in their next elections. Because Ilhan Omar did nothing wrong, and she's getting dragged for it in a dangerous way that could probably get her killed. She already had a death threat that they arrested somebody over because he, some crackpot threatened to put a bullet in her skull. So, so, so this is... These are dangerous times for politicians when you have all this rhetoric and you have people sick enough like these far-right wingers who will follow through with it, especially Dan Crenshaw. And I, and I will talk more about Dan Crenshaw on Monday, like I said, because we're, we're out of time. But, um, you know, I, I, I basically – and, you know, like I said, when I do my Twitter, I at everybody. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like – Dan Crenshaw, I'm going to say something bad about No, I at you on it. I want you to come at me. I want your crackpot people to come at me. You know, I at everyone. Please, bring it on. You know, because I, I said what I said because, you know, 
That's how I feel. But they don't challenge me anymore. It's not because I'm some amazing orator. It's not like I'm some, you know, it's because they know that they're wrong. <laughs> I'll just come out and say it. You can't, I mean, like Candace Owens defending Hitler. You can't just, you know, you can't just come out and defend Hitler and then just be like, well, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so, but Odie, what are your final thoughts? Hmm. If uh, you had a rough week, or even if you didn't, I highly recommend uh, taking time to watch the historic and iconic Coachella performance from last year. Happy anniversary to the weekend one attendees of of Beachella. And uh, also watch the documentary coming up this week. I know I will be. Um, yeah. Now, is it a documentary about Coachella? It's yeah, it's a documentary. It's called Homecoming. It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's actually going to be like basically like a behind the scenes look of the Coachella performance. Uh, and and Beyonce, I think she released it like on the seventeenth, which is basically halfway between week one and week two which is such a Virgo thing to do. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be with you. I can't wait to watch it. Okay. I'm going to have to give it a shot. I love music documentaries. I, I told the story at work about the song YMCA because we were, it, it came up in our, in our chat. And you know me. Every time I'm, I'm, that, I'm that nerd who's like, if I something that, that I remember, like, well, here's a fun fact about this. But YMCA was a filler song. It was basically a song. The songwriter literally, he needed, like, we need one more song to have enough songs to have an album. And he literally looked out the window and saw the YMCA and asked his songwriting partner, hey, what do you do with the YMCA? And the dude was like, you want to write a song about it, don't you? It was just supposed to be a song to have enough songs to have an album, and it became their biggest hit. They play it in, in stadiums all across the country. So... So I will definitely be watching this Coachella uh, documentary because I love music documentaries. I think they're extremely interesting, and then especially behind-the-scenes stuff. So, Mr. Blue, what are your what are your final thoughts? Okay. Yeah. Now nah, he's probably doing something in the background. So, all right. Um. Usually, Mr. Blue plays us off, but I will, I will give it. A, I will give it. A, I'll take a stab at it. I don't really have any final thoughts for now. What I need to do is I need to get out more because I, I wanted to do something fun for this show and I couldn't think of anything. So I need exactly. to get out more. Yeah, my so thing I, is, yeah, and I, I can totally dig that. I need to get out more. My belly's looking like I'm six months pregnant. It's not cute, you know what I'm saying? How I'm gonna <laughs> get on top of you and do my thing? And um, we're, we're, we're both slapping, and it's not me hitting it from the back slapping, it's our stomach slapping. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw that to say this. There's a number of movies that's coming out or pre- that are currently out that I want to see, see. And it's like, my, we're talking about $12, $13 a pop, you know, depending on what time of day I go. So if I just order, if I just get that AMC premium, which is $20 a month, $19.99 a month, I've already that already caps two movies and there's a minimum of five movies 
either out or coming out that I want to see, which would run me approximately 65 to $80. So it just behooves me to go ahead and sign up for AMC Premium because at least in my mind, I'm guaranteed to watch at least two movies a month, and that's just better, smarter money on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. a, that's AMC Premium, which is $19.99 a month, which allows you to watch three movies, any, any format, at any AMC theater per week. I may have to actually check that out because I'm going to be off uh, the later half of next week for my birthday, and um, I want to go see Us if it's still playing. I want to go see Pet Cemetery. I want to go see Hellboy. So there's a lot of stuff I, w- I want to see. Hellboy got I want terrible. to see Little. I want to see Captain Marvel. And then Are I want to see, see Endgame Lama when it comes Lama? down in a couple weeks. Oh. LaRona? Which one? Lerona. Oh, Mona. The Mo- Mama or Ma. I want to see that. No, Lerona or something like that. What's that? What's that? I'll send you the trailer. It's a horror okay, movie. Okay, okay. I mean, it's like movies like boom, oh, boom, wait, boom, wait. boom, boom, no. boom, 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 boom. Is it the one with Octavia Spencer? No, that's Mom. No, that's Mom. Oh, okay. I do want to see that, too. That looks good. And then there's the one where the lady has, like, she finds, like, a woman's purse, and she brings it to her, and then she's all in closer in the girl's life. And then the girl finds that she has eight persons and she's been setting people up and trying to kill them all along. I want to see that joint. You know what I'm yes. saying? I can't remember the name of that one. That looks good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a couple. Of, there's, a, there's a lot out there that I'll be spending buku's amount of money when I could simply pay $20 a month, three movies, any format per week. I, I like that. And then I'm right around the corner from AMC, South Point Mall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I got to find out which one. If there's an AMC theater near me, and then uh, mm-hmm. I, may, I may have to pick one up for a month and just, Go crazy. You remember, I used to have Movie Pass, but when they jacked up Movie Pass, I think Odie and I both had a Movie Pass. Uh, we just had to let that go because they jacked that thing all the way up. They're still sending me emails about trying to get back with them, but you're not offering anything that's worth the money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you need to uh, support your own product. Right, right. It's garbage. And AMC, of course, they're gonna. This is it's ours, so we can do what, what we want. We know all the seats don't get filled up except on. You know what I'm saying? When something first comes out anyway, it's a win-win for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually end up getting a ticket to go see Infinity War uh, this Sunday because I tried to get it in my, in my neighborhood, and it was sold out. I couldn't even get a show for that mm-hmm. Monday. And um, in Morrisville, they still had tickets. Because my friend was like, if you get a ticket in Morrisville for the show we're going to, I'll give you a ride. And I'm like, dope. And I went there like, oh, you want a ticket? Here is a ticket. Now, they don't have assigned seats, but still – I don't care. I just want to go, you know. Right. And then the one over here at Northgate Mall, you can go on the day the movie comes out, and there might be five people in the theater no matter how big of a blockbuster it is. And you might be saying, oh, Northgate, oh, the hood. Yeah, I say the same thing. But the theater is, is beautiful, and I like the fact that there's only five or six of us in a big, giant movie theater because nobody just wants to come to Northgate because of fear factors. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's not an AMC. That's, I think, Regal or something like that. So I would not be going there because I'm going with AMC Premium, $19.99 yeah. a month, three movies yeah. per week, any format. I, I got I to double check on that because the theater that I was trying to get in before was uh, Regal. So I got to mm-hmm. try to get an AMC near me. Now, I want to say Regal got a similar thing, but Regal's on the other side of town. I ain't effing with Regal like that. But I saw I heard my cue earlier when I was doing something. So that concludes another episode of 360 Degrees, where we give you the news you use and need.
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast, featured on all podcast shows or formats, with the exception of iHeartRadio. What's iHeartRadio? Right, that's what I said, iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <music> you.